Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Iman. I'm Sihem. And we are Pharaoh, and you're tuned into Power your portal dedicated to the rise, awakening, and balance of the divine feminine energy that lives in every child, woman, and man. Power is the divine feminine energy and the divine masculine energy coming together as one to heal ourselves and, in turn, heal the planet. We in the motherfucking matrix, y'all. Um, what's up, guys? You know the matrix, the societal construct that be just pissing us off. No, I'm kidding. You guys, this is episode... No, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're mastering our vibration, all of us, okay? We're all growing and expanding together. This is episode 12, reclaiming our culture and spirituality. We're going to get into it. Yes. Um, and and I, feel, I feel so many people have messaged, have messaged us about this topic. I feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, I feel like specifically a lot of uh, Somali people. We're from Somalia. For those who are tuning in, we are born in Somalia, raised in Canada, Toronto. And um, I feel like a lot of us, um, especially, I feel like the African diaspora too, you know, just because um, Africa's just gone through so much and so much fucking oppression and, and, and colonization. So a lot of us were ripped um, um, of our culture and our spiritual tools. And uh, last episode, if you guys tuned in, we talked about our spiritual tools, and we're going to get into that a bit more as well. We're from Somalia, and, um, you know, one specific thing from our culture that I feel like um, we're reclaiming is, you know, even how we dress as Somali people, you know, just even like just looking at a lot of vintage Somali photos and looking at how beautiful we were and how, how uniquely we dressed. And for thousands of years, like, People have written about Somali people and how amazing and how poetic we were and, and, our, and, our, and our garbs and, you know, things like that. And it was just like, I feel like everybody's kind of awakening to becoming their more authentic self. And that means um, looking back into our past and into our ancestors and, and their, their healing tools and, and just a lot of things. And it's just a part of me and CM's journey um, expanding and growing. Culturally, um, as Somali women, um, right now in present-day Somalia, you'll, you see, um, if you look at pictures or if you're there or if you've been there, you'll see that um, the Somali young women and uh, older women are wearing a long hijab that's called a jilbab, um, and it's cover- covering you, basically, it's like a long, flowing, very covered. Yeah, well, we, I guess we say jilbab, I don't know, uh, different people, different um, uh, Muslims call it different things, I guess. Yeah. But I actually used to wear a jilbab. In high school? In high school. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, guys, I did. <laughs> and I wore hijab for most of high school, and I wore a jilbab for um, maybe probably like a year. Yeah. I think. And, um, yeah, and I never really questioned, you know, where it came from. Because when we, when, when Somalia became, you know, Muslim, we adopted a lot of Arab culture. Yeah. You know, because culture and religion, two different things, guys. But a lot of times we just... Marry know, the two. Yeah. It's all just all jumbled together, yeah. basically. So I used to be, you know, very religious. And... Um, that was you expanding on Yeah, it. I was just she expanding. Felt it was, she I, thought it was mandatory. So, yeah, I, I wore it for a year. And I never, like, really questioned where it came from. Of course, as Muslims, you know, we cover up or, you right. know... A, some women choose to cover up. Right, right. Obviously, I chose to cover up at one time. Right. No, I do not. Right. A lot of times, our culture, you don't know what is ours and what is Arab culture. Because they definitely have their own culture and they stick to their own culture. But somehow... Um, so, yeah. Lo- somehow, Somali people have, have uh, adopted so many Arab 
things. Yeah, a hundred percent. And this is where it comes and, from. And just adopted it as our own and made it like mm-hmm. mandatory. Yeah, it's like it came with the religion. Like, yeah. oh, leave your uh, culture, cultural ways behind, and and oh, whatever these spiritual tools are and whatever you used to do, because that has nothing to do with Islam. It's not permissible. That was the energy. And 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 the truth is, Arabs also colonized us. So I just want to put it out there because this is a, you know, I, I, this is about expanding on power. It's not about um, bashing anything, but this is just pure facts. Just knowing, yeah. knowing where where everything comes from. Yeah, because for me, knowing knowing and understanding this, does this make me hate Arabs? No, I love all beings. I love yeah. everybody. Do I hate white people because of colonization? No, I understand what happened, and I I, I, I move through life with love. Um, but anyway, y'all know this is love and light on power. There's a lot of um, magical things we did as Somali people that um, we weren't allowed to do anymore. And there's still a lot of uh, Somali people that live out in the outskirts, like, you know, not really in the city, whether you're in, you know, the northern parts or the south of Somalia. That still do a lot of their rituals. Yeah, and it's lit, and and we're learning it. So, you know, we're Somali, so we just felt like we wanted to bring that up, um, you know, because that's something we're dealing with, and I feel like a lot of our Somali listeners have... um, you know, had a lot of questions um, because they're thinking, wow, you're Somali, you're Muslim, you grew up just like me, but what the hell are y'all talking about? Yeah, and, and I want to say, like, just knowing our history and knowing where we come from, like, we're Muslim. You know, we're just telling the truth. Yeah. And for me, I had to, me specifically, Siham, though I was, I went through a very, very religious phase. You know, I, I wore hijab for a very long time, wore jilbab, um, and I was basically was at the mosque all the time Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had to even all through all that after that I felt like I had to relearn my religion and reclaim it for myself because there was so much taught to me that was actually not true yeah that was literally made up man-made and I know a lot of my people can relate to that because you know there's a lot of you guys can't see me. I'll, I'll put it in air quotes. A lot of uh, religious men, mm-hmm. sheikhs or whatever, mm-hmm. that are just in our communities teaching our children whatever they want. Yeah. And a lot of it's very misogynistic. It really is. We all have one creator, and our creator is very loving, and we are equal. Um, and we're just speaking from our experience because I have so many Christian friends, and I literally, when we have, our, when we have conversations, we're the same. We have the same struggles, the same like guilt and shame same, that we're trying to like you know take off of ourselves. Um, yeah, the same um, misinformation that's yes. going around in in the Christian community, in the Muslim community, in every community. Yeah, because God and the universe, everything is trying to tell us that spirituality and a relationship with God is very personal, and it lives within us. And and yes. when, and you know when we go to church or, or or in our case you know the mosque and we listen to our spiritual leaders speak to us we take what we resonate with and yeah. that's how life should be absolutely we cannot hang off of man-made words yeah we cannot take that as like life or death absolutely it's such a beautiful thing to awaken to this because honestly you know, you get to a place where you tried so hard. You felt like, like Siam was saying, she tried so hard. She felt like she was doing everything right. She was always in the mosque. You know, I would say Siam definitely uh, made more uh, an attempt of trying to be the perfect Muslim than me. And that was her. She thought she was being the perfect Muslim. And she found by doing all those things, she wasn't, she wasn't even connected to herself. It was literally dogma. Like, I have to do this. I have to. And it's like, 
you forget to even have that conversation with God because God's right here listening to you. It is literally a personal relationship. You know, I, I know how to read Arabic. I can open up the Quran and read everything in the Quran, but I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, right. we don't, I, we were never taught like what we're reading. We're just taught, okay, learn, learn, alif, ba, ta, tha, learn how to That's read. That's the Arabic um, um, alphabet. Learn how to read, do this, do that, do this. And it's like, we don't even know why we're doing anything. We're just doing all of these rituals. Yeah. Just rituals. We have to be connected to what we do. This, that, that can't fly. That doesn't make any sense to be not connected to what you're saying. That's crazy. Um, and that's your form of prayer. Like, you know, so we have to be more connected. You know, the truth is, everything's mind, body, spirit. Like, all three must be aligned for, for, for there to be positive flow, you know? And um, I realized, and for a long time, I just, um, I'm just speaking as a, you know, just a Muslim woman who tried very, very hard to be the perfect Muslim at one point in my life. And, you know, just even, even like reading the Quran, reading the translations and still feeling like, man, I don't really know the language. So like, how can I really, really know like what this is saying? I, I really wanted to know, but now me being this person, I realized like when I was like learning for myself and reading, the things that resonate with you are your truth. Yeah. They resonate with you for a reason. That's why I was never, I was never like afraid to explore other things because I was always firm in like my belief system and what I... And your relationship with God. My like, relationship with, with... There was pure trust. For, forget about my belief system. Sorry, yeah. that was the wrong word. My relationship with God because I know that what resonates with me resonates with me and and I'm not gonna be afraid to walk into a church and and somebody tell me something and I'm all of a sudden gonna they'll feel like oh my god I might I might be swayed and it's just yeah. like you you might be afraid to be connect to connect with something like the the message is everywhere we said that in the last uh, episode signs and synchronicities you're gonna get the message wherever you are you you might be a Muslim person who's just uh, supporting a friend at their church service which is completely fine which is completely normal. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, like I was meant to come today. Like your, your spiritual leader is talking to me. I needed to hear this. You guys, we're all one. We're meant to, with this diversity is beautiful. We're meant to live amongst each other in the same communities and, and share each other's experiences and cultures and religions and all these beautiful things. Um, you know, another, uh, as we're talking, yeah. um, um, you know, I feel like um, another Somali thing that means he had... Are, are have connected with that is also considered like like taboo now, which is like something that's very Somali culture and our spirituality and a healing tool. It's called Mingus, which is um, it's it's a it's it's a dance. I mean, I've I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've even tried to take part in it, but my mom snatched me right back. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> spiritual dance that um is meant to heal you and of of your. Like whatever you're, whatever you're going through at that time, whether it's physical ailments, whether it's like a mental health uh, imbalance, yeah, or or sometimes you know spiritually, if you have like another maybe a negative entity attached to you, you know, I, I don't really like to talk too much about those kinds of things because I don't like to give that power. But these are things that do happen to people. Yeah. So mingus is a way. Basically, it's it's something in our. It's, it's a ceremony that happens. There's a drum circle. You know, it's. Everybody there's coming, chanting. yeah. There's chanting. There's everybody coming together to support this person, to aid in their healing. They're dancing so they can release whatever it is, whatever what what 
release anything, whatever's going on with them. It's always blocked energy, whatever it is. All the things we explained, it's blocked energy. And yeah. that's what they're releasing. This is a healing tool that we've been doing for so long. Now, thousands not, of years. Not everybody, look, people still do it. Like, yeah. I've, when I was little, like, you know, I, I've, I've been to a few, um, a few just like, uh, you know, gatherings with my mom and I've always like, whenever I saw it, I'd be like, what? I was always so fascinated by it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But then in the Somali community, we, as we got older, they were just like, oh, that's, that's really like not in Islam and it's against, um, so all of a sudden it became like a taboo, like something like we it don't became bad. And I'm just like, yeah, what? Yeah. I don't see anyone else, you know, renouncing or, or taking parts of their, their culture Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And just even getting back to Mingus real quick, it's so beautiful. And we see this um, across all um, African cultures, and not just African cultures, um, you know, even across the... Even the, in America. Yeah, the Americas. We're seeing now, like, you know, sage used to be illegal, which is such a, um, uh, such an important tool for all of their uh, ceremonies. And now it's being sold at Sephora. So, like, you know, we're going to get into how spirituality was taken over by white people as well, but we're going to get into that a little after. But just even getting back to um, just Somali culture and the Mingus, something so healing, um, you know, something we're, we, we're not allowed to do anymore. But thanks to our generation and the millennials and Powher, we are going to start practicing our ancestors' ways without any guilt or shame. Like, period. Especially in our community when it's, like, already so hard to talk about mental and emotional health issues. Come on. You know? Yes. And it's so, it's so insane when you think about it. And it's like we're not even allowed to practice the things that, that were used to heal us. Yeah. But and, it's like, and, and now what tools are we left with exactly? Exactly. Thank you, though. I'm so glad we tried everything and like all these other routes. And then you just get back to your spiritual tools and you're healed. That's crazy and amazing. But at the end of the day, like we always remind you guys, you're your own healers. We're healers. The power is within you. These yes. are all, all of these. Mingus is, is a part of our culture. and It's a spiritual tool. And, and it's a spiritual tool. But at the end of the day, the power is inside of you. Yeah. And you are your own healer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think I, I, I lost my thought, but I wanted to say is uh, even in Somalia, how we're doing Mingus, you'll see in the Americas and all, also like all over Africa, you see people getting together in a circle. You see the drum, the chanting. We're all the same. We're all linked, you know? Um, we're all kind of creating the same spiritual healing in a way. And it's beautiful because it's like we, we heal as a community and we lost that somehow, you know? Now we're all ashamed to talk to each other about the things that we're going through and right, there's right. no support system. Exactly. But then we need, and you know, just, uh, we always hear, oh, therapy, that's a white people thing. Now we see, of course, we're just saying, as, as black people, as a people, period, we're, we're finding our spiritual tools and we're, we're talking more, we're, we're, we're healing and we're, we believe in things like therapy before when we thought it was just for white people, which is crazy. I don't know how some of you guys feel about Ayala Vincent, <laughs> but some people really love her, some people really don't. But, um, you know, just even her, like Oprah, her yeah. being on TV as black women, speaking about these things, that is important. That changed our lives, yeah. Ayanla is very spiritual, and she's constantly um, using spiritual tools. She's also human, and yeah. she'd be extra sometimes. Yeah, but, but you know, she, she has her way of um, helping and yeah. healing and aiding people. So shout out to you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So let's get into. So you know, a lot of uh, people who follow Pharaoh and Power have um, also uh, have messaged us um, about you know, like, are you guys Illuminati? Like, what are those three dots I wear on my forehead? Why do you guys can constantly leave the third eye emoji everywhere with hearts and things like that? The truth is, when I message that to people, that's saying I see you. I see your authentic self. I see the real you, the loving and beauty that you are because we're all beauty, beauty's energy. But I have to also remind people, and that's why this also, that's, this is also what inspired this episode. Everybody tuned in right now who's, who's, who's obsessed with conspiracy theories and the Illuminati and all these things. First of all, I hate using conspiracy theory. I don't even know why I said that. Everything is comes from somewhere, so there's some truth to everything. And anyway, so the Illuminati, everybody calm down. There's secret societies everywhere. People are making their own groups everywhere, right? What? So I guess it ain't just the Illuminati. Right. Pharaoh, we start our own group and it's positive and it's love and light. We don't, they can be on their own shit, but what they're not going to do is they're not going to take my ancestors' tools, right? Like the and pier- symbols. Thank you. The symbols and, and, and tools. The first one, the third eye, all of a sudden that's the ev- it's evil, it's, 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 it's dark, it's all this stuff because it's on the money, on the do- like the American, the US money. It's, it's, it's in all these places. But let me tell you, they got it from our ancestors, okay? Everybody has a third eye. Hello, everybody tuned in. You also have, so everything's mind, body, spirit. Also, even in Islam, like, you know, they're like, oh my God, the eye, the the gel. Right. Like, there's like a negative connotation to to the eye, period. Absolutely. So, so the third eye, the third eye is the physical, uh, the physical part of the third eye is our pineal gland. Everybody has one. It's in our brain. We all have it. Right? We'll break it down maybe in another episode. Um, I keep saying that. We're going to do a third eye episode. We should. Um, but also some, some of us who, um, like for me and TM, our journey, we found out uh, most people's pineal gland is calcified, meaning like it's our diet, it's the fluoride in the water, it is the fluoride in our toothpaste. It's the fluoride motherfucking everywhere. Um, it's just the condition that we're in, mind, body, and soul. Spirit. Yeah. So the thing is, as we, as we um, start caring about our feelings, our soul, we start to feel good, we start to have better thoughts, we start, start to, to make connect be- with ourselves, we start to listen to our bodies, therefore we make better decisions. You know what I'm saying? Because once you're connected to yourself, you don't got to do the work. Your body's going to guide you. Your mind is going to remind you to, to drink that water, you know? But you got to connect with your feelings. So basically, yeah, the physical part is the pineal gland and how we decalcify it is by, you know, everything's mind, body, spirit, but like drinking spring water opposed to, you know, tap water that has fluoride in it, things like that. But also on the, um, on the spiritual level, but, but go basically, ahead. yeah, the third eye mm-hmm. is, you know, people talk about the third eye opening. You know, what does that mean exactly, right? It means you've elevated just to a certain level. You've connected mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. And you you are very intuitive. The veil has dropped. Yeah, so people might call you psychic, intuitive. Um, You are somebody who is not petty. You don't care about the small stuff anymore because you actually have broader perspective. You're somebody who's very connected with God. Um, you, you just see energy. You see energy, and therefore you want to connect with the benevolent energy. You see other worlds sometimes. And you see people for the who they truly are. You're not, you're not caught up with the, the standards of beauty and who's ugly and what's ugly and why something ugly. Like, you're not caught and up... who has what and why I don't have it. Right. That's matrix shit. That's that low fucking frequency energy stuff that me and CM have elevated from and I feel like everybody tuned in has elevated from. 
the third eye, like I love Siam. She always reminds me of, you know, to take back our power. Like she told me earlier, she was like, aren't you so annoyed by all these stupid videos on Instagram? Like 10 ways to unlock your third eye. Ten, five ways to, 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 to open up your third eye very quickly in a week. Like just like, it's, it's not something that you can force. Although I've heard some people do that and it's not a good experience. Yeah. Because... It opens naturally when you are ready. Your body knows when you're ready. But when you try to force things to happen, it's like when people try to connect with like spirits and they don't really understand that world. And it's like, this shit is real. Out and you're going to connect with out something. Here, out here connect, fucking around with Ouija boards. Yeah. I'm sure we were, we've all been uh, intrigued by it at one point. But if you're not, if you don't really have knowledge of self, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Exactly, because you don't, when you have mastered your vibration, you don't just invite anything. Yeah. So anyway, the third eye, that's what it is. It's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing evil. It ain't got nothing to do with the Illuminati. You see cross cultures, everybody, every culture, you Google any culture, they're wearing something over their third eye, like their indigenous like uh, jewelry or like their, their garbs that they wear. Even Somalia, they put the, that, that beautiful crown with the shells, and it's always like over the third eye and just different uh, ways of wearing it um, but yeah so that's what the third eye is about I'm going to also discuss the pyramid yeah so the pyramid right so a, a lot of times that has like a negative connotation because it's on the like the American money you see it uh, as the Illuminati um, it's just used in a lot of like secret societies so let me break down the pyramid right There's, there was there wasn't pyramids just in Egypt they were, they were all over the world and they were a healing tool pyramids were a lot of things but one thing they were for sure was a healing tool and um, a lot of people say, oh, the, the, the pyramids lost their power. And that's not true. The truth is these things are, um, the sacred geometry behind this is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's tied to the cosmos. It's connected to the constellations. This is divinely orchestrated, y'all. This ain't no uh, hocus pocus. So um, something you guys can research because really, it would be forever to get into it. Um, Russia has literally um, 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 uh, replicated. Thank you for that word. Replicated the pyramids in Egypt. And they have uh, proven of their healing uh, powers, power. power. And so basically the sacred geometry is, is creating a healing vortex and energy that those who can see energy can see it, but it's just happening. Um, so basically what they're doing right now in Russia is they're, you know, they have regular plants growing in a room and then they put the plants in the pyramid and they're literally growing five, 10 times faster because of the energy that's being created. Um, and we know energy is real. And yep. then, and then even if you look back, um, you know, in, in, in ancient Egypt, we see like a lot of mummification. There's a lot of people are like, oh, the pyramids were tombs. And what what the study they did in Russia was um, they, they kind of stumbled upon this, which was while they're like, you know, healing people and plants and growing things in the pyramid, they realized, you know, just lab rats that were like, you know, in the facility that died were not rotting in the pyramid. They were actually mummifying. And it was like, oh my God, that's, that makes sense. So the pyramids. That's what was happening in the pyramids. Yeah, so it's like basically it's creating this energetic uh, field where it's healing everything alive and everything that's not alive is being, being preserved in a beautiful way. Like, yo, so lit. Um, shout out to David Wilcock, who's on Gaia, uh, because he talks a lot about this. He, I feel like his whole life he studied this. And I watched a lot of his videos. And the thing is, guys, CM was telling me this earlier. What you connect with is for you. Now, if you guys go out there and do research and there's some information you're, dis you're not connecting with, that's your soul, your inner being, your compass. 
telling you, let's move on from this. this no, we're not aligned a, with this. No, a lot of people are very worried about like, oh my gosh, but like, I don't know where to get my information from. Like, what if somebody tells me something wrong? So? What, what should I do? And it's like, uh, you, your soul knows what it resonates with, period. You just, you have to trust yourself. That is the basis of it. You, if you don't trust yourself, you're going to start trusting everybody else outside of yourself. So you can, you're going to believe anything. Yeah. But you know what's true and what's not once you connect back to yourself. Always. Think about it. If you're, if you're, you have, we have this incredible creator that nobody knows what our creator looks like. Our creator's everywhere. We all have one creator. You're an extension of this creator. Like, think about how intelligent our bodies are. Trust me, trust yourself. Your body, you're sleeping all night. Are you remembering to breathe? No, you're not. You're not remembering to breathe. Your body's doing it for you. You're sleeping. You get we that have work. so much information in our bodies. Information about the next steps we should take. What our path is, what our purpose is, like everything. Yeah. All the in, we have all of the information. We just it's just there waiting to be unlocked. Yeah, man. We're all divine beings here on a divine path. We just need to allow it. Like I swear everybody out there is amazing and unique and a divine being. If we can all just wrap our heads around that and believe that, wow, it'd be magical. It would be more magical. So yeah, so so the pyramid um, is a healing tool. And I suggest, honestly, I'm going to build a pyramid. CM's going to build a pyramid. I suggest we all go build pyramids. But until... Um, until until everybody wakes up. Um, we can, we, we're the pyramid within ourselves. Mind, body, spirit, the pyramid lives within us. The triangle, the yes. pyramid, we are... Balance. That's what it represents. We got the juice. Yeah, like always give yourself back the power. Um, you know, so, okay, so culture and spirituality, reclaiming it. So let's talk about spirituality and the spirituality community. It's, it's very white. I'm sure if you haven't noticed it, just look, go to a yoga studio. We've even talked about this with our white friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and shout out to shout out to um, uh, Laura, Laura, our girl Laura. We love you from Mothership Fest. She's the creator of Mothership Fest, and she's white and she's amazing and she's an ally and she's somebody who talks about Black Lives Matter. She talks about uh, black women and she's inclusive and she creates spaces. Anyway, anyway, shout out to Laura. And you're either a colonizer or you're an ally. Truly, that's it. There's no in between. Or you're um, you're that person who's just comfortable with the system that serves you and you're you're good with it um catering to you that falls in the colonizer there category. we go that's right you a colonize your ally so anyway or this a is colonizer a sympathizer yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you know this is not about um because we know it's not about the truth is uh, because we're black women we know we know 100 percent god created us equally and black people never hated white people as we're expanding and, 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 and awakening and, and you know, becoming more powerful as black women, we're black women in the spiritual community now with power and everything that we're unfolding and expanding to. But it's very white. You go to any yoga studio, it's, 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 it's probably a white uh, yoga instructor. I have never, never yeah. gone into a yoga studio that was owned by either a person, a, of color. A, a person of color. Well, a lot of us have the information that yoga originated in India. You know, historically, as we were doing the research, we found out it actually originated in Africa, specifically Kemet, ancient, ancient, yeah, ancient Egypt, and they called it Kemetic yoga. And some people still practice it today. Yeah. But you know, it preceded the yoga 
in India, but the world expanded, guys. You know, human civilization started in Africa. We all know that. So really, everything originated in Africa. Exactly. And then the, the, the planet expanded, and we expanded as people and have become more diverse because of it. Uh, and it's beautiful. The majority of the world, when they think of um, uh, yoga, really, they connect it back to India. But I have never walked into a, into a yoga studio that was ran by an Indian person. Like, but, never. Exactly. But I'm going to just, you know, just speaking as a black person, when we talk about yoga, if, most black people be like, oh, that's some white people shit. Yeah. Right? And, that's, and, and we believe that because when we go to a yoga a space or we see these spiritual centers and everybody who's selling crystals and, and sage, it's like a lot of white people selling these things. And, you know, and it's, you gotta, we gotta think about it. Like, we know what happened to the indigenous people of, of Americas, of the Americas, because um, I feel like what well, happened... all in, over the world, basically. Yeah, all over the yeah. world, but, like, just living in North America, yeah. um, you know, you know, just like even saying, like, how they're selling sage in Sephora now. Like, once upon a time, that was illegal. That's crazy, you know? So, just... That was illegal know, for the people who use it in their traditions and in their... Healing with, ceremonies, with, like culture and religion and yeah. they were banned from using it it's just the whole thing is is really backwards but you know it's also gonna have to we take have to us take, it well, takes us to awaken to um getting back to our ancestors and our tools because it's not about um you know it's, it's about us connecting back with 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 this with, with our spirituality and because me and tm connected back to us we're able to we're inspired to write we're writing our book, Power, and we're also doing this podcast where we're sharing our experiences with you. And this is spirituality. Us, you know, speaking uh, amongst ourselves as sisters and, and sharing the healing. As It's just it's very African of us. It's very, this is what we do, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, for, for all the people tuned in who are, you know, black women or a person of color, you know, get back to your spiritual tools, you could still be in the church. You could still be in the mosque. You, you don't have to. You don't have to denounce uh, Christianity or Islam. You know what I'm saying? These things are here to help you. They're natural tools. They've been here for thousands of years. And it's crazy how sometimes it's like we might be saying something, but then you know because of the oppression of our of black people, we hear it from a white person's mouth, and sometimes it's more validated, or it's like it's more valuable. Yeah. From, you know and. You know, and it's a part of the, it's part of colonization. <laughs> it's a part of just the system that we live in. But yeah, just the, the, the spiritual, it's the, matrix. the spiritual community is very, 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 very white, like very white. And, you know, we love everyone, but it's like the people that these tools that it's it like, came from, that it came from are not even like really a part of it or, or at the forefront. Yeah. I don't even know what the, like, the, and I'm sure it's like a multi-million, probably billion dollar industry. Um, I'm sure of it. Um, like the, well, holi the holistic community yeah. and, uh, and, and all of the um, spiritual tools and the, the things that they're using are from like these different parts of the world. And, um, you know, people don't even know the root of these things. Yeah. And something that was something I just remembered that's like so important, I feel like I should say is... Um, you know, we've, we've had several friends, like so many at this point that have, you know, have gone through like severe, you know, mental and emotional imbalances, just breakdowns, whatever you want to call it. We, we, we say we say breakthroughs. Yes. Come on. Really, that's what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah. And and the common theme 
amongst all of them is that, you know, they just had a hard time um, relating or, or having like their, their family understand them, friends understand them, and really just finding that support system, you know, to just having that support system 100%. in their time of need, like, you know, because everybody, yes. everybody has these moments. Can you imagine being at your lowest and like your family, your parents and your friends, like the close people in your life are literally not looking at you like you're crazy, like not even trying to understand you. And so, so that's one, gotta be the scariest thing. Yeah. It, so scary. Yeah. So one of, um, so, so one of our friends, I remember like her telling me the story. She was like, she was, um, talking to one of her white friends. Mm-hmm. And she was like, man, it didn't matter what I was saying to her. She was just like, oh, that's normal. Yeah, don't worry. She was just, everything was just like. breathe. Yeah, everything was just so normal to her. And then it clicked. Like, of course it's normal. They all fucking go through this shit, but they have the support because they talk about this openly. It's, it's not this um, thing to be ashamed of. Yeah, it's and, not and, and all white secret. people are rich. If white people can afford therapy, they go to it. They, and I'm not they, saying like, yeah, all exactly. white people exactly. are, are, um, are, are this open yeah. or, or, or have all the information, but just like for the most part, she was like every white person she spoke to, mm-hmm. it was just normal to them. Like, oh, you know, they had all of the resources at hand. They knew what to do. Yeah. Their families knew what to do. It was like... Oh my God! Yeah, it was just like two completely different worlds, right? And that's why it just makes me sad that, like, whenever you know these like retreats, these spiritual retreats happen, or like you know these these gatherings, it's 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 mostly white people, and there's nothing wrong with that because every everybody everybody wants to heal, but yeah, it makes me sad that I don't see a lot of black people because I feel like, man, we don't really talk about it. And we fucking need. A lot of healing. We have communities. Most, most trauma, the oppression is still upon us. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and shout out to Emmanuel Jal, who's an artist. He has an incredible retreat, and he does My Life is Art. So he's somebody who's African, a person of color, and I just wanted to bring him up real quick because he's a spiritual being who's doing amazing work and does workshops and does healing retreats. And yeah. Yeah, man. So I just, I just thought about him right now. But yeah, we don't have enough of that. Like, I can only think of one person in my mind right now. That's crazy. Um, and 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 me and Siam really honestly started power to heal our damn selves. We're re- literally writing every day and writing, you know, songs and, and writing this book to heal ourselves. And I'm just so happy that people are connecting with it and are really feeling the way we feel and are experiencing experience. Yeah. And this is proof. We really really appreciate all of your messages. Like, and it's funny because I realize like a lot of people, I don't know. It's like they're. A lot of people don't comment publicly on our Instagram, but they'll DM us and they'll message us privately. And it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of people don't want to have these conversations publicly. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Especially in our community. Yes. So we get we have DMs full of 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 just questions and people really resonating with the information and yeah. it just go it just shows us that it's not enough of these conversations happening. Right, exactly. So I really feel like um, the way to c- combat all of this is, you know, everybody tuned in. You know, if, you, if you're inspired, you can start a platform. You can start a space that is healing. You know, you don't have to be a psychologist. You ain't got to go get a degree. Trust me, um, everything I know, completely inspired by God. Downloads from the universe, literally. And of course, like, educating myself through just knowledge books internet things that we're guided to just guided to by being tuned into ourselves 
yet again. I just, I feel like I have to keep saying that because bring it up. Yeah. just as a reminder. Yes. Because sometimes we forget. I forget, Iman forgets. We all forget who we are sometimes. It, yeah. it just happens when we're angry, when we're, yeah. you know, when we're just feeling low. Yes. But just know that with clarity and when you tune back into yourself, you will always be guided to your next step. You're, you have that natural compass within you, right? Our souls, I always say this all the time, our souls are communicating with us through feelings. These emotions are guiding us. So often we want to just, you know, just like uh, suppress our feelings, but we can't. They're our superpower. They're guiding us to our next step. Exactly. They're guiding us to, oh my gosh, I'll just be inspired to like, you know, just go to, you know, just scroll through Netflix or, or even um, wherever I am and I will find the documentary that's going to speak to me. Because I want to. I'm open to it. And um, I really believe if you, whatever you're looking for, whatever healing tools, God, your inner being, you're guided. You're divinely guided, you know. Um, so it's, 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 yes, yes, these um, spiritual holistic spaces are white, but we can, um, we can create more so that more of uh, people of color will will be feel more invited and feel more comfortable to be at these places um and it's just about the stigma breaking down that that weird uh taboo or stigma and 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 bullshit that was created that makes people feel like they're going against their religion or 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 or, or against themselves or the community i don't fucking get it but yeah you're i not. mean we do get it because yeah. once upon a time like i mean yes i do but that's why honestly we get like a, I want I don't I don't like to even talk about it or give power to it because we get so many beautiful messages but we also get a lot of really hateful messages yeah. and honestly I have compassion for those people because there was a point in my life yeah when I thought where I thought if I wore a bikini or if some another woman wore a bikini that we were both going to hell like that's yeah. that's how like that is literally how I thought at one point in my life. It was yeah. a long time ago, but I had those thoughts. That's crazy. I, I once also believed that too. I thought I was going to hell for a lot of things, but now I, I know hell is um, created here on earth by um, a lot of people who are very disconnected from themselves. That is what's happening. And, and I love that you brought that up, Sian, because this is another thing that I, my whole life I struggled with, and I, I'm sure I've said this maybe in a few episodes, but I want to say it again, right? Our creator, God, we cannot fear and love God at the same time. You could try your best and you will not succeed. Fear and love, these two energies cannot coexist in the same space. Energy is real. So you have to make a decision. Fear and love, two completely different frequencies. You're either going to love God or you're going to fear God. Usually think about when you fear somebody. Do you like them? Hell no. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, fear is, it's, it's not a positive um, energy. It's a lower energy that should never be associated with our creator. Damn, that was so well said. Period. Period. What Siham said. So, love. God is pure, positive. Love. You are an extension of God. God created you. Remember that. Remember that. Nobody is above you. You are not, and, and you are also not above anybody. Right? Just like kind of moving in that, like that, in that energy is, is just beautiful because you keep yourself in a beautiful balanced place like you know remembering your power and knowing that other people have their own power as well and that's how it's by it's it's divine it's by design yeah so you know we're reclaiming our spirituality we're reclaiming our culture we're reclaiming our religion too yes 
Yes. I, I, and I'm, I'm going to just say that. And I we, feel like a lot of us are doing that. Yes. I see so many beautiful Muslim women on Instagram expressing themselves. And each and every one of them are getting so much hate yes. for just living their best life. Oh, my God. Either, oh, you're wearing too much makeup. You're a piece of your hair showing. Even, right. even if they're wearing, even if they're fully hijab. Remember, you could be covered from head to toe and someone will still say that something you're doing is haram. Haram meaning sinful. Haram police, y'all go to bed. Please. Anyway, um, it's true. Um, and, you know, it's at the same, at the end of the day, all we could do is connect with ourselves. And when we connect with ourselves, we are connected to our creator. Um, so, yeah, I, I, love, I forgot what you were saying. I, I really like the point you were making, but maybe this is the end of the podcast. I know, y'all, we don't know how to say goodbye. We don't know how to get off. We don't know how to end it. We're just, we just out here trying to reclaim. Oh, redefining Islam for ourselves. Yes. 100%. See, got right back because it was important. One thing I will say is um, just seeing, like, there's Muslim people all over the world, and I think it's so beautiful how how they celebrate Eid and their Ramadan and how, like, they're just, they're just doing it differently. And I feel like there's so many, like, especially in... Um, you know, like whether it's in Indonesia, for I'm just gonna use in Malaysia or, or Malaysia. Just, just there's so many, so many Muslim countries. And I just, you know, I watched like a video randomly, and it was like they were singing, like I think it was like an Eid, a Eid celebration, and they were like singing these beautiful Islamic songs, and they were dressed so beautifully, and like, but like they still had their culture, like they they didn't look like they were Arabs trying to, like you know what I'm saying? They had their own Malaysian culture, and. You know, and they were still Muslim. And I was just like, that's what I'm talking about. Don't lose yourself. You can still re, uh, have your culture and, and still be Muslim and, and still be yourself. You have anything else to say, sis? I think um, that is all. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we might, um, you know, we can always expand this conversation. We're um, at powher.co at Instagram. We're at Pharaoh on Instagram. Pharaoh.com, powher.co. Y'all can reach out. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, I don't even know what you do on Spotify. You, you just, just follow. You yeah, follow or follow, add. Yeah, follow or add on Spotify. Um, but everywhere podcasts are played, we are up in that B, so find us. Yeah. And, well, they already found us. They're listening. So it's time to go to bed. We're going to, <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. Um, we just love you so much. And for all those people out there who are tuned in, who um, are on the same journey as us, you are exactly where you need to be. You are doing amazing. You are being congratulated by God and the angels. Like There ain't nowhere else you need to be but exactly where you are. Yeah. And I'm just going to remind everybody because I don't enough. And this was, oh, my God, last thing I'm going to say about angels. That's a, that's, a, that's a tool. That's a healing tool and a spiritual tool here for us because we are spiritual beings before anything, right? The soul came into our mama's womb. Baby came out. We still have soul. Guys, like, literally, we're going to go. We came from somewhere. We're going back somewhere. And it's beautiful. Nothing to be afraid of. Um, but just with knowing that, we are also came here with angels, archangels. We got angels here protecting us, guarding angels, uh, spirit guides. And, and they're all benevolent. And we made the best plan with God for this healing and, this, and, and to, to help us on this path. So you can ask your angels for help. It's nothing weird. Like, you're not praying to angels. You are asking your angels for help as they are non-physical energy flying around you that you don't see. But I do. And there are people that are clairvoyant that do see energy and you, and you can. So it's nothing to 
And I only bring this up because there's people who are going to say, oh, what do you think you're like, the, a, a, a prophet? Like, you're communicating with angels? And it's like, think about the, the basic messenger of God. That is somebody who communicates with God. That is all of us. All of us communicate with God. Simple English. Don't let people confuse you ever again. So we have angels, right? Um, I think Archangel Gabriel was um, communicating with Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Quran. Um, and um, the angels are still here. They're Basically, still communicating. Prophet Muhammad channeled. Archangel Gabriel. Channeled the Quran. Yes, exactly. Through, through the angel. Through the angel, Gabriel. So, but, but, but channeling nowadays, people are crazy. It doesn't really happen. Oh, like, it's, it's negative. It's dark. Um, we're channeling right now. This is completely God-inspired. Um, um, our angels, um, that's what we talked about in the last episode. These, these, these are angel numbers, 333-1111. The universe is talking to you. Anyway, we getting crazy. Love and light. Okay, we love you guys. We're going to go for real this time. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>